the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If you think the world is in bad shape, you're right. The more distant we get from God, the more messed up the world becomes. Join us today as Pastor Rander explains that men changed into the likeness of Christ are the best agents for positive change husbands and fathers can give to our families and the world at large. In this message, the miracle of a transformed father. We'll be speaking from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. Turn with us to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Very brief text there, but keep your Bibles open because we'll be going through a number of scriptures and uh, we want you to hang with us. Uh, hang with us. Uh, this 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And from this passage, we want to preach the miracle of a transformed father. The miracle of a transformed father. Husbands and fathers, the greatest gift you can give your wife and children is a miracle of a transformed life, which speaks of a spiritual relationship with Christ because of believing in the message of the gospel, which is summed up in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3 and 4, which says, For I deliver to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. My friends, that's the gospel in a nutshell. One can only become a new creation in Christ by being born again through the regenerating work of the Holy Spirit. The Gospel of John chapter 3 verse 3 says, Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. The only way into the kingdom of God is through Jesus Christ alone. Titus chapter 3 verse 5 also says, Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us. We were saved by the mercy of God. Through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. Beloved, anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. In other words, his whole being, nature, life, and behavior changes. Everything about you change when you have been born again by the Spirit of the living God. It is evidenced by a change in your whole being, in your whole nature, your life, and even your behavior changes because of the transforming work of the Holy Spirit in the heart of men, women, boys, and girls, which has the potential to, when a man's heart has been changed, uh, he will impact his home environment. 
This is why Satan has such a powerful stronghold on so many men and will do anything within his power to keep husbands and fathers from coming to Christ. Because Satan knows a godly father has the potential to affect his children and grandchildren for Christ for generations to come. And he wants to do everything to keep that man from being a godly husband and father. With that being said, what are the qualities of a father who has been transformed by Christ? What are the qualities of a father who has been transformed by Christ? Number one, the transformation of a father's lifestyle, character, speech, and conduct will cause his family and others to see Christ in him. The transformation of a father's lifestyle, the transformation of a father's character, speech, and conduct will cause his family and others to see Christ in him. Acts 4.13 says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled, now underline this, and they realized that they had been with Jesus. Men, it's it's wonderful to have a degree from a university. It's wonderful, fathers, to have a great career and achieve greatness in your life. But greater than all of these is to have your wife and children recognize and take note that you have been with Jesus. For what does it profit a father, a husband, a man to gain the whole world and lose your family and even more your own precious soul? Men, I pose a question to you. Can your family see Jesus in you? Can your children, can your wives, can your family see Jesus in you? They don't need to see a man full of golf, or full of lotteria, gambling, or full of alcohol. They want to take note that you have been with Jesus. Secondly, a transformed man will possess a sacrificial love for his wife. A sacrificial love for his wife. The scripture says in Ephesians 5.25, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. In other words, uh, Ephesians 5.28 also says, uh, So husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Just like you clothe your body, brush your teeth, clean yourself up, smell good, you ought to be a wonderful aroma of Christ before your wife and children. And as Jesus Christ sacrificed himself for his church, we ought to sacrifice ourselves for our wives to the glory of God. Husbands, our wives are a gift from God to us. I reiterate, our wives are a gift from God to us. We are to love her with a sacrificial, unconditional love, which is the same way that God loves us. We grieve our Lord when we disrespect our wives by speaking to them harshly in a condescending tone. When they are not included in major decisions that affect the family. Uh, we disrespect our wives when they are not included in those decisions. Uh, by not showing them affections, not recognizing significant events in their lives, like their birthdays and anniversary, um, uh, being with their family, your, your spouse's family, when your wife want you to have that time with her family and vice versa with your family. 
You disrespect your wife when you don't spend quality time with her, usurping her authority and disciplining the children and belittling her in front of the children. By doing so, you are teaching your son to do the same thing to his future wife. Also, your daughter will get a wrong view of how a husband is to treat his wife. So you got to understand what you do to your wife has future implication on the relationship that your sons and daughter will enter into. Thirdly, when a father or husband has been changed by God, he will demonstrate the compassion of Christ toward his wife. He'll be compassionate toward his children, toward the saints in the church, co-workers on the job, and others who cross his path. What is so amazing about the transforming power of Christ is that it has the power to remove anything that is not of God and has and has become a stronghold in our lives. The power of Christ. What We all have strongholds. We all have weaknesses. We all have things we need to rid ourselves of, and it will not happen apart from the power of Jesus Christ. For example, the scripture says in Ephesians 4.31, get rid. Say get rid. I mean, get rid of it. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger. It's nothing, nothing worse than having an angry man in the house or an angry mother in the house. Harsh words and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Husband rolling his eyes at his wife. That's evil. That's right. And, and, and wives rolling their eyes at the husband is evil also. That's right. When you walk around the house and won't speak to one another, sending messages through your children, that's evil. Come on here, that's evil. All of which can be removed by the transforming power of Christ. Whereas a man of compassion will possess the qualities found in Ephesians 4.32, which says, instead, be kind. To be kind is to be generous. To be kind is to be caring. To be kind is to be warm-hearted to each other. Tender-hearted, that's to be compassionate. Forgiving one another. Now, this is big. Forgiving one another. This is what tears up families and tears up marriages, the inability to forgive. This is to release or let go. Say, to release, release. or let go. Thank you. This is to release or let go an offense or wrong done against you. There's no way you can be married 5, 10, 15, 20 years and not offend one another. And if somebody said such, they're lying. No such thing, because we're two imperfect people. And uh, we will lose it. We will say things. We will put our foot in our mouths. We will have an attitude that's not right. Listen, listen we do have a sin nature. And if we're not walking in the spirit and according to the scripture, we will get beside ourselves. You see, the inability to let go has destroyed of many a marriages. When are you going to let go? When are you going to forgive? When are you going to stop bringing up stuff that you said that you you have forgiven your spouse of, your wife of, your husband of, and yet somehow it comes up at the most inopportune time? A compassionate husband or father will also not be cold, callous, sarcastic, Men, you and fathers, you are, and husbands, you are to never curse your wife. You need to wash your mouth out with spiritual soap. Never curse your wife and never curse your children. 
That's right. You go whip them because they cuss. Maybe they got that cussing from you. Don't be rude. Don't be insulting. Don't be insensitive to your family. But rather, a godly husband and father will be compassionate toward his family as well as those who are hurting. The people all around you who are hurting, even in your family. Your family, when your family is going through challenges and setbacks, when your family is going through crises and the death of a loved one, God is calling us to have compassion. So many people think that the best way to fix the world's problems is to read a self-help book. And they're exactly right, as long as the book is the Bible. Listen in today as Pastor Rander continues to explore how the transformational power of Christ can change a man's destiny and the destiny of his family and the world. In this message, The Miracle of a Transformed Father. He'll be speaking from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. Of compassion. 1 Peter 3, 8 says, Finally, all of you be of one mind, that's unity, having compassion, kindness toward one another, love as brothers, being tenderhearted, be courteous. In other words, daddies and fathers, you teach your, your children how to say thank you by saying thank you before your children. Just, we, we just got back late last night from a family reunion uh, in Shreveport, Louisiana, and we got back home rather late. It was about midnight before I even hit the sack. And, um, and coming home, we were in the airport eating a little pizza. We weren't eating well, but we, were, we had our time. Uh, there are times when y'all don't eat too well either. <laughs> you know, it's, it's okay. My wife said, listen. I said, oh, pizza. She said, well, when the last time you had a pizza? And I just got quiet and knew she was right. And uh, But while we were sitting at the table, I said, uh, Darlene, thank you for coming with me to be with me, my family, flying all the way to Shreveport to be with my family. And she said, well, you came to my family reunion, and it was only right that I would come to yours. Considering the interests of the other, being courteous, and I said, thank you for coming with me to be with my family that distance away. Say thank you. Thank you for the little things. Cook the food, thank you. Wash the clothes, thank you. Amen. Uh, you forgot something, uh, and she got, she remembered. I forgot my keys this morning. She bought them. I said, thank you. Thank you. Matter of fact, if your, if your husband or wife is sitting next to you now, say thank you. Look at them and say thank you. Matter of fact, if you, if you even know the person, look at them and say thank you. <laughs> Thank you for sitting next to me. Okay? Thank you for sitting next to me. Thank you for being my seat partner. Where have all the thank yous gone? Be courteous. Number four, a man who has been transformed will pursue a life of purity and live righteously before the Lord. I reiterate, a man who has been transformed will pursue a life of purity and live righteously before the Lord. To be righteous is to be just and to have a right standing before God in conduct and character. Now, that's big. I want to reiterate that because I know you're writing that definition down. To be righteous is to be what? Just and to have a right standing before God in conduct and character. Psalms 24, 3 through 5 says... 
who may ascend into the hill of the Lord or who may stand in his holy place. He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to an idol nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. How does a man, a husband or father, live a life of purity? How do you do that? In a world that's evil, evil commercials, uh, so much sensuality and debauchery. How does a man live a life of purity in an unholy world? Well, let me t- give you some insight. First of all, it is impossible to live a life of purity unless one guards against pride, which can potentially destroy uh, your marriage and family. You have to guard against pride. Proverbs 16, 18 says pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before fall. When your wife can't tell you nothing, uh, your parents can't tell you nothing, you're arrogant, you're you're prideful, uh, you'll destroy your marriage when you won't listen and you could care less and you're smarty mouth, mouth, you will destroy your marriage, you see. And, and it's, a, it's really important. Well, I can handle this. I can handle this temptation. I can go there and not be affected by what's going on. Huh? Pride. Secondly, he guards what he puts before his eyes. If you're going to be a man of holiness, if you're going to live a life of purity, you have to guard what you put before your eyes. Psalm 103 verse 3a says, I will put, I will set nothing. Say nothing. You know what nothing means? Nothing. I will set nothing wicked before my eyes. And what frightens and staggers me is that so many saints are so comfortable looking at wicked things, such as pornography, rampant not only in the world, but rampant in the church. And we wonder why the church doesn't have power. Pornography will cause you to disrespect your wife. It'll cause you to fool around with somebody who's not your spouse. It'll cause your mind to sink to new lows. I will set nothing before my eyes. Pornography, that which is obscene, that which is indecent and raunchy things. Also, we must refuse to allow such things to enter our hearing. Some of you, not only you're looking at it, but you're hearing music that's damnable low down, filthy, garbage, and you're rehearsing this over and over, and then when you begin to act it out, you wonder how did you stoop to such level, go back to what you put before your eyes and what you put in your hearing. And if you begin to act, uh, let that get in your soul and your inner being, you will eventually act out what you're receiving. Next, how does a man live a life of purity? He is careful with whom he associates himself. He is careful with whom he associates himself. Psalms 1.1a says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners. Uh, 1 Corinthians 15.33 says also, Don't be fooled by those who say such, such things, for bad company, what, what is bad company? Those who are immoral. Bad company, those who are ungodly. Bad company, those who are wicked corrupts good character. Let me just drop this in on you. It is impossible to develop good character while surrounding yourself with bad company. 
I told you you need to write everything down because this is going to help you. I wish I had more of this when I was 18 and 16 and 15. It is impossible to develop good character while surrounding yourself uh, with bad company. Not just young folk. It's some old folk need to cut off some relationships. It's some of you who been, who 40 and 50 and 60. You have some associations that you ought not be hanging with. And it's a, listen to me. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It is a dangerous thing to, to put your relationships with people over your relationship with God. That's dangerous. You, you, you love people and hanging around them and being around them and you talking with them and you Facebooking them and you texting them and you emailing them and you texting them and emailing them and you don't talk to God like that. I mean, and, and they lead you out. They lead you astray. You cannot have your own mind. You don't have the mind of Christ because you've allowed your relationship with people to be more valuable than your relationship with God. And there, I'm going to tell you something. There's some relationship God really want to break up. And some breakups are, is, is the best thing that could have happened to you. Because God wants you and that relationship that you perhaps had was running interference on your character development to the glory of God. How does a man live a life of purity? He abstains from loving the things of this world system. He abstains from loving the things of this world system. First John chapter two, verses 15 and 16 says, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the father, but is of the world. Listen, my friends, this is to love the things and pleasures of the world more than God. It's to love technology more than God, sports more than God, uh, events and concerts. And not saying that all these things are wrong, but you just live for the party. You live for uh, the fraternity. You live for the sorority. You live for organizations. You live for the career. You love this more than God. It is idolatry. Exodus 20 and 3 says, you shall have no other gods before me. You can make a God out of your job. I mean, so much so you can't get to church. You don't have any time for your family. I mean, it's, you'd rather be on your job than to be at home. And, and the truth is, you don't want to go home because your relationship with your wife and children is not right. So that job is kind of a, a cover-up or a security blanket for not dealing with the reality of what's at home. Oh, are y'all there? It's so quiet now. I want to make sure. Are y'all there? Say, I'm here. Okay, good. Uh, how does a man live a life of purity? He submits to God. You can't be holy if you fail to submit to God. Resist the devil and draw near to the Savior. A, a, a holy man w- must submit to God, resist the devil, and draw near to the Savior. James 4, 7, 8a says, therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will what? Flee from you. Now you can't say, I, I rebuke you, devil. Get behind me, devil. I command. The devil says, shut up. I'm not studying you. You know why? He knows your relationship with God is so distant until you just talk. Talk is not going to chase the devil away. Therefore, submit to God. That's how you got to deal with the devil. Submit to the word, the Holy Spirit. And when you submit and have a depth of a relationship with Christ, 
Then Satan will flee from you. Verse 8 says, draw near to God. Draw near means to draw close to God, and he will draw near to you. Listen, my friend, no one can successfully resist the devil apart from intimacy with Christ and possessing the power of Christ. The further you are from God, the greater the opportunity Satan can uh, exploit you. He can really exploit you. The more distant from God you are, uh, you're more likely to succumb to temptation. You drift from church, come, you only come to church once every four months or once a year. Listen, Satan will wreak havoc in your life. You have to be close. If you're backslidden, there's no way that, that you can get rid of that stronghold apart from drawing near to Christ. It, you must have a close proximity to the Lord and you must submit to the Lord. If you're going to defeat the devil and his temptations. Number five, a transformed man, husband or father will demonstrate the patience of Christ by listening to his wife and his children. A godly father, a godly man who's been transformed will listen to his wife and children. Psalms 86, 15 says, but you, O Lord, are a God full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering, and abundant in mercy and truth. If you want to develop patience, then focus on the character of God because the Bible says that God is love. The Bible says God is patient, merciful, and he's slow to anger. 1 Corinthians 13, 4a says love is patient. This means that we should be patient when our children are struggling. Be patient with, with your children when they're struggling with their homework when they are struggling through challenges, when they have their failures, being patient. Being patient through your children's setbacks, they will have some. When your children make poor decisions, when they waste their time, mismanage their money, they come to you saying, can I have some? You've been listening to Rander Draper, pastor of Maranatha Bible Church located in Converse, Texas. As you can see, the Bible has the answer to everything we face in this life if we are willing to take heed and apply it. God's word is true and will not fail us. We fail if we choose to handle these matters our way instead of God's way. Only when we handle these matters God's way do we find complete peace and rebuilding of relationships that can be or have been destroyed. If you have been blessed by this type of teaching by Pastor Rander Draper, you are welcome to join us at Maranatha Bible Church located in Converse, Texas. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flint with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com